Richard Minari. And together we make the incompetent technological duo. <laughs> Everything technological we touch dies in our hands. Just mm-hmm. completely Absolutely. turns to ash. Why why were we cursed with this power? Well, I personally was born with hams for hands. Like my hands were just uh big, meaty hams that come from <laughs> pigs. And so like I'm pretty clumsy with my fingers most of the time, and that's often how I destroy or mess up technology. Oh, wow. That's really, Mm -hmm. really incredible. Yeah. See, for me, mine are lamb chops. Oh, lamb hams. So lambs and hams. (laughs) Together, we're the meat children. (laughs) And we terrorize the countryside. That's what they used to call us But really, we're just misunderstood. But mm-hmm. actually, it's just Richard who's misunderstood because I definitely want to kill everyone around me. <laughs> <laughs> There's no confusion about that. Yeah, everyone's no, on I'm the same page about that. Public enemy number one. <laughs> Richard, what's our question of the week? So the question of the week is, to be perfectly honest, a very selfish like <laughs> survey on my part. Oh, it's a survey now. Yes. I'm one person. Do you know what a survey yes. is? <laughs> uh, if I've learned anything from statistics, it's that if you have too many people in your survey, your data doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so the least number of people is the best data points. One data point is the best one. That's true, because then it's 100%. <laughs> mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah. But yes. no, conf- no, no conflicts here. Absolutely. Um, my selfish question is I'm going to be getting on a plane and flying to Japan tomorrow evening. Wow. And I'm going to the, to the anime motherland, to the anime motherland, uh, to learn more for this podcast. Uh, it's field research. You yep, got a it's grant. Research. Yeah. Uh, this is funded by our very large corporation, um, uh, KSMR Productions. They're paying for the yeah. whole trip. Yeah. We're a million dollar company. Yes, we are indeed. Um, but the thing is, uh, I'm going to have like a 13-hour flight for one way. And so I'm like frantically trying to find things to marathon while I have the time. And okay. so I'm wondering, Kelly, what are some of your favorite and least favorite animes to marathon? Okay. Who? Um, Shinseki Yori is one of my favorite shows to marathon. Oh, yo, definitely. Yes, definitely. <laughs> because it's one of those shows where there's just so many twists and, like, the pacing is so good eventually. Like, the first part you have to kind of get through, but then after that, the pacing is so good that you're just eating it up and you want to know more. And mm-hmm. ever, since everything is so fresh in your mind, you get to hold on to it. Mm-hmm, so definitely. that one for sure, but you've seen that. Finish Little Witch Academia, first of all. <laughs> Uh, that's, I'm already getting, I'm already like download, finished downloading all the episodes I need to finish. I'm very excited. Okay, good, good. Um, I love marathoning bike anime because that is the only way you should watch bike anime because <laughs> the pacing, unlike Shinsekai is so bad. 
that the only way you can really love it is if you just keep watching it, because otherwise nothing happens in each episode. <laughs> so that I also recommend just blitzing right through. So if you did, you only watched the first two seasons, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the third season's out. You can just marathon through that. And then you're caught up for next season, which is in January. Oh, man, I can finally get back on the bike train. Or bike, mm-hmm. the bike bike. The bike bike is where yep. it's at. Mm-hmm. It is a fun, fun ride. Oh, yes. I'm trying to think of other shows. You should watch Akka. Oh, yeah. Wait, no. Okay, Akka. That was actually list. really good. I marathoned that with my roommate, basically. Well, we watched it two halves of it. One night, six episodes. The other night, six episodes. Mm. And it was really good that way. So mm. I can imagine as a marathon, it's also equally good. Um, just because that political intrigue, that mm-hmm. intensity, that oh, what happens next. And then finally, we can talk about it. <laughs> uh, Akka seems like a great candidate. Because, like, I mean, pacing can either go, like, one or two ways. Sort of like how you were saying. Like, Shinsekiori is one of those ones where, like, the pacing, like, there's the plot. is You're really into it and you want to keep consuming more because it's, like, interesting. And you want, like, you're left out with a lot of cliffhangers and... You want to know more about the world and the plot. Um, and so, like, Akka certainly seems to be something good like that. Um, yeah. It's I, tight pacing, yeah. too. Mm-mm. Yeah. But, like, I have found through experimentation <laughs> that I am not great at marathoning and that I get sleepy and my eyes get tired. Oh, my God. Well, Akka's only 12 episodes. Only 12 episodes? I can do that in my sleep. I mean, yeah. in my awake because that's I why I think it's the perfect candidate for you. Mm-hmm, definitely. In this moment. I Absolutely. am a veteran marathoner. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so I marathon. The only times I ever watched Code Geass was by marathoning them. Oh my God. And, that sounds so hard. <laughs> yeah. So um, my friend. So this was in high school. Junior year of high school. I remember it very clearly. Junior year mm-hmm. of high school. I go to my friend's house instead of going to prom. And with the mission that we're going to build a nest in this living room and we're going to watch all of Code Goose or Code Geass in one sitting, starting at like 8 p.m. So, <laughs> and so she has already seen the series and loves it. And this is my first time watching it. And we finished it, I think we started probably around 6. And we finished it around like 8 a.m. Oh. Like we went the whole night. I saw the sunrise. I remember oh. it very clearly and was like, huh. And then the thing about the first season of Code Geass is that it ends on a cliffhanger. <laughs> and I was like, well, what the f***? <laughs> I mean, what the shoot? I want to know what happens next. Um, and my friend's like, well, we can't. Well, we're dying, so we. I need to go to bed for three days. I literally fell asleep when I got home and didn't wake up till the next day. <laughs> And then what happened was that then my senior year, instead of going to prom again, I went to her house and we watched the second season. That's so, so nice. That means that I also forgot everything that happened. <laughs> and go goose. And had no idea what was happening. Did not understand what the cliffhanger was. And then that night, again, we started late. I remember that time we made cookies at midnight, so we paused for a bit to make cookies, and that was Ooh. really nice. Ooh. Um, and... I think we might not have finished it. We were, like, two episodes from finishing it, but we just, like, couldn't do it anymore because it was, like, Mm -hmm. 9 a.m. and we were done. But I remember that more vividly because at some point in, like, the 3 a.m. time when you're watching anime straight, uh, 
the problem with reading subtitles is that you can't anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And so you're just like, it's just washing over you. And you're like, I understand Japanese. I just don't know what's going on because I'm tired. That's what it is. I don't need to read. But one character's name in Code Geass, I literally to this day don't remember what the plot of Code Geass is other than like there's an I. But there's a character in the second season and his name is Rolo. That I remember very specifically because at that point, it was, you know, it was 2012. Um, I specifically only called him Yolo, um, from 2am onwards, because I was like, that's hilarious, and the only thing keeping me going is that Yolo is on screen. And the funniest thing is, spoilers, Rolo dies, and then I couldn't stop laughing, because I was like, he only lived once! (laughs) He's dead! The prophecy is complete. (laughs) He lived like he died. He lived like he died. And those were my two big major marathon moments i haven't done anything that severe since Mm. um because since then i've done marathons with other people at like college where i split them up because other people aren't like me and can't do that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but i mean there were those two days in a row where we watched 12 uh, 12 episodes of fate zero each day for Mm -hmm. like multiple hours in the same room and people Mm -hmm. like there were like 15 people with me it was crazy Fate Zero is a good one. I feel like Fate Zero is a good one, especially in the beginning. By the second half, I was, like, really confused and, like, dehydrated. So, like, my brain was just over not... Really? I'm the opposite. Really? I like the second half more because that's when everyone starts dying and it's more upsetting. That's true. Oh, man. I'll never forget Ryder. I mean, Ryder doesn't (laughs) die. That would be crazy. Um, Richard. (laughs) Ryder does... Richard, do you not remember Fate Zero? (laughs) I'm pretty sure he won the game, didn't he? And then he got to <laughs> yeah, see the sure. ocean. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, he got his wish to see the ocean, and they had a beach episode for the last episode, and it was great. Yeah, that's, you know what? Yeah, that's fine. I like that. <laughs> that's fine. Good. Let me have this, Kelly. Yeah, I'll let you. I'll let you have it. <laughs> no. But yeah, those were my forays into marathoning. Mm-hmm. No, have you I'm... ever had an intense marathoning session like that? Well, so when I was in high school, I had an anime friend um, who I had, like, I had marathon with my brother and sister, but not planned marathons. It was mostly just us sitting down and saying, God, we can't stop. Please put on the next episode. <laughs> and, like, that was really fun and sweet because, like, we'd find ourselves, like, my brother and sister, we'd just find ourselves would be three o'clock in the morning and be like, wait, what just happened? Oh, God. <laughs> um, but I had one anime friend uh, in high school who was like... We're going to sit down, watch this. If anyone talks, you're dead. If anyone, like, (laughs) if anyone complains, you're dead. We can take bathroom breaks every five episodes, and that's it. And so it was a little little stressful, like, but um, otherwise it was fine. Like, it was, um, what did we watch? We watched, um, oh, uh, Princess Jellyfish, which was really short. Um, And that was nice. Uh, That was a good one to marathon, I think because uh the art style was engaging and very cute and also like uh i felt pretty attached to the characters and it wasn't too long um Mm -hmm. but like then afterwards i was like wow that was great all right time to go to sleep and they were like nope time for the main event this 26 (laughs) episode series that i don't remember the name of oh and you don't remember anything about it i remember nothing about it (laughs) Yeah. I did not agree to watch it, and I was not very interested in watching it. 
Oh no. I mean, that was fine. But like, I mean, I have had much better marathon experiences in college. Like Kelly Smimo has given me some great marathon experiences with lots of yelling and lots of tears and crying. Hunter x Hunter was a trip. Like, oh my God, watching right. little episodes at a time and then just blitzing through it at the end was just very good and very in, like very invigorating. That's a good time. Yeah, you cried a lot. Listen, that last <laughs> arc, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so I think those. Yeah. One of the. Your, your initial question was also like, what are some animes that are bad to marathon? Yeah, definitely. I think Evangelion is horrible to marathon. Oh, it's no, too really? rough. Oh, oh, yeah. I couldn't. I tried. Well, when I first watched it, the thing about it is that the first, like, 10 episodes are very marathonable because you're like, oh my God, I need the next one. I need the next one. Mm. But then once you hit the middle, you get the dregs and then you can't marathon it. Um, and then you get to the end and then you want to marathon it. So it's mm. like really hard to push through mm-hmm. so i don't find it very easily marathonable mm-hmm. um another show that i have marathoned but think is probably not the best thing to marathon <laughs> even though i made you marathon it eventually was uh orange oh my god that was rough rough town usa mm-hmm. oh my god it's really good though yeah, no, I'm very glad we did it. Like, I was just, like, wrecked for half of it. Oh, wait, you know what's delightful to marathon? Hmm. Suritama. Yeah, no, that's a good marathon. That's a good one. It's just wholesome and lovely. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah, no, I just felt good watching that, and I was like, I want to keep riding this feel-good wave. Let's keep mm-hmm. going. I marathoned Michiko Tohachin recently, and that one mm-hmm. was kind of rough to marathon because it's kind of episodic by nature, mm-hmm. um, so it makes it harder to marathon, um, mm-hmm. and it's also sometimes hard to watch, but it's, like, enough that you, like, want to know what happens next. Mm, definitely. God, I hated the ending. So, <laughs> I hate, I'm so angry about it still. <laughs> it was good, though. Mm. Solid. I think episodic stuff in general is, like, hard to marathon. Like, I'm yeah. thinking, like, Nichijo, like, I tried marathoning that a while back, and I just, like, got mm-hmm. confused. And, like, <laughs> there were a bunch of sketches that were, like, really good, and a bunch of sketches that were, like, meh. And, like, whenever a yeah. meh sketch on, I was like, well, I don't really want to slog through this right now. <laughs> yeah, it's the same with Osomatsu-san. Because, mm-hmm. like, some sketches are hit or miss, and it's like, ugh, to get through it all in one. Yeah. those are like popcorn shows where you just like eat oh yeah popcorn definitely for a little bit and then you absolutely move on to another thing mm-hmm. yeah no i've got some good notes i've got some stuff i gotta download and i'm raring to go for this plane ride tomorrow night woo woo exciting stuff mm-hmm. all right should we get into oh i mean i need a i need some oh, music you need a little music and uh here's a little something i cooked up in the kitchen with my frying pan and spatula That sounds like crap. It, oh, it does sound like crabs. I know you said crap. For my self-esteem. Kelly's Current Corner. Kelly's Current Corner is an interesting spot right now. Ooh. Because I watched two things. Um, first, I watched uh, the third episode of The Ancient Magus Bride, which was interesting. It was an episode about dragons. Um, and Oikawatoru's voice actor was there and said hi. Um, and then didn't really do much. Um, he just kind of stood there next to the dragons and was like, these are my dragons. Behold. (laughs) 
And then the the main character just kind of hung out with like these annoying baby dragons who are like, we're dragons. And she's like, what? Like she looks blazed out of her mind, like the whole series, because she just looks tired. And she's like, okay, there's dragons. And then they're like, our uncle's going to turn into a tree. <laughs> and then their, their dragon uncle turns into a tree. And that's the episode. Um, oh boy. Yeah, it was interesting. I did get, a little emotional though mm. at the end because it was kind of sad when the dragon turned mm. into a tree. So yeah, it was a little emotional at the end because uh, when the dragon turned into a tree, he had this moment with the main girl where it looked like they were flying and he was like, thank you for letting me fly one last time. And then he turned into a tree and he died. And then all the other baby dragons weren't sad because they're like, yay, uncle's a tree. And it's like, all right, that was weird. Uh, and then we left the dragons. <laughs> I was like, okay, that was an episode of something. <laughs> so, wow. yeah, that's that. Um, and I did not watch the rest mm-hmm. of it because then I did other things with my life. Um, but another show I watched was called Children hmm. of the Mud Whales, which is a show that is currently airing um, that someone messaged me was like, huh, this show's kind of similar to Shin Sekaiori. Maybe you should check it out. And I was like, you had me at Shin, so I started... <laughs> I booted up the first episode and just watched it, and it was crap. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I mean, I'll probably, maybe I'll give it another shot, because I think it's bad to just judge a show by its first episode. Sure. But I can tell why people say it's similar to Shinsekaiori, because it's also about a world where people use telekinesis, but mm. it's not called telekinesis. It's called, like, themia or something dumb. Mm. <laughs> um, and it's about they're in a society, and they're isolated. Um, and they're on this, like, weird sand boat called the Mud Whale. But it's, like, very fantasy-esque, and I don't like the main character. And it's just bored me mm. in the first episode. Also, like, the main... It's a male character who's the main character, and he, like, finds a girl who's, like, naked-ish. Oh, okay. He's, like... And I'm like, oh, okay, I know exactly what this story yeah. is. <laughs> so, that one was kind of a meh. And that's that's all that's in my corner today. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you don't even have. Richard's rambunctious room. Oh, thank you, Kelly. That was great. I was gonna say you don't have to make the noises because I didn't watch anything. You're a disappointment, like always. That's not true. I watched a bunch of those Mickey Mouse shorts. I've watched like, I want to say three hours worth of them because there are like <laughs> a bajillion of them and I can't stop watching them. They're really cute. I should start watching them. Mm-hmm. I can't, I keep rewatching the same one over and over again. Just like, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I'll, I'll trip too. It's okay. Um, all right. But you did watch one thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, did I watch a thing, Kelly Smemo? All right. Let's get into the thing. Oh God. Let's go to the, anime club oh god all right well listen we don't talk about our tears just yet and tears were shed okay we're just gonna dive right in Mm -hmm. to episode 10 Mm -hmm. of the book boat and last we heard from book boat is we had a very thrilling (laughs) end of episode in which um what was her name again (laughs) oh fashion passion Fashion Passion missed, found a word that was missing in the list, which means we have to recheck all 204, 
140,000 words. Um, so we start right there where we left off, and Bookworm is like, we have to restart the fourth draft. We need to recheck everything. And so what do you do? But you bring in the army. Mm. Which is my collective term for the army of temporary workers that they ordered, not ordered, that they hired um, to do all the work, all hands on deck. It's time, and uh, uh, so, excuse me, all hands on dick. I'm pretty sure is what it is. Oh my, <laughs> all hands on dick, dictionary. Um, and so they hire all these people to help look over the dictionary. So they have a ton of eyes and a ton of hands working on it. So it's not as slow a process because they really want to get this dictionary out by spring. Like, please God, it's been 14 years. <laughs> so of course, during this nightmare scenario, we get the phone call that Elder Wordsmith is in the hospital mm. and they're like, well, this is sucks. Uh, so Book Dad and Bookworm rush to the hospital, and they meet up with Hotshot to go too, which is very sweet because I love Hotshot. So I love Hotshot so much. Um, and so, and they all they agree to lie to Elder Wordsmith that everything's fine with the dictionary, <laughs> nothing's wrong, no words missing here. It's Hotshot's idea. Um, and when they go to visit him, like Elder Wordsmith is literally still doing vocab sheets while like. <laughs> on his bed but he says he's fine and they're just overreacting and his wife was overreacting and he's fine hmm. and uh book dad and bookworm are just kind of concerned and are like i hope we finish this <laughs> um so we have a fever dream that bookworm devolves into while he's working feverishly on this dictionary and it's this white room that he's stuck in and I call it the word void because there's all these words around him and suddenly there's a crack in the wall and it's sucking up all the words and he can't close it up no matter how he hard he tries um, and then he wakes up and there's a montage of the army working super hard just lots of hard work um, and it's almost as if they're not going home they're just working nope. continuously <laughs> There's a there's a moment in the montage where Hotshot shows up to feed the whole army, and I'm like, I love you, Hotshot. You're the backbone of this entire endeavor. Anyway, um, during the montage, we also see a spot where people are just sleeping, like a designated spot for people to sleep, and you're like, hmm, so are they really not going home at all? Um, looks like that's the case. They're just not allowed to leave. They're just working constantly. And what they're doing is they're basically rechecking to make sure every word is in this dictionary and crossing things off their list. Um, Book Dad, though, to keep morale up, he offers some back rubs. Um, and there's just a bunch of emotional flashbacks interspersed with all this work that um, Bookworm keeps thinking about, which is like his time at the beginning working with Hotshot. It was just the two of them working on this dictionary, and now they've come so far, 14 years later, they have this whole army of people dedicating themselves to it. Um, Fashion Passion during this montage comes in with a laundry bag and says, who else needed their laundry bag? And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> What is happening? <laughs> so, and then there's some intense music, and we get this slow zoom in on Bookworm just passed out at his desk, mm. which totally warrants the intense music. Um, and we enter back into his fever dream, and the crack has gotten worse in the book void room, word void room, and a full-on tornado starts sucking up all these words, and he just can't close it. And he, like, shouts, the world is losing all these words. Like, I've lost grasp on everything. And it's sad. And he wakes up. And Book Dad's like, you know, maybe we should send some people home. Because, like, they haven't been home in a while. 
and you should go home too. So they let everyone be free for the night from their prison, and oh my god, I can't believe it. How many days were they stuck in that room? The world may never know. Um, mm-hmm. Bookworm goes home finally, and he eats a meal with Chef Payne and their cat, and they pet their cat, and they have a nice little chat about life. And sh- um, Chef Payne mentions that she visited Elder Wordsmith, which is really sweet of her. Yeah. Um, and told uh, Bookworm that he's been discharged, so Bookworm's like... That's good. And he mentions, you know, Elder Wordsmith hasn't aged visually at all these past 14 years. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, we all agree. Um, and he's like, maybe dedicating your life to something makes you not age. And then Chef Payne's like, well, I guess that means that's why you've never aged either, Bookworm, even though he clearly has. Yep. And Bookworm's like, well, neither did you. And I'm like, she clearly has. But it's really cute. <laughs> it's really sweet. They're sweet. And then after he finishes his meal, he heads straight back to work. (laughs) Um, Hotshot made a design for The Great Passage. He made the cover art for it. It's very cute. And it's just this simple blue design. And I just like that he had this moment with the dictionary where he got to actually, like, influence it one more time. Mm. It was nice. Um, And then we get a scene where we're back in the office and the army is at the edge of their seat as the last few people finish... Their tallies, because they're all like, oh my god, are we in the clear? Are we in the clear? Are we doing this? <laughs> and they're in the clear, and we're good, and we Yay. have all our words, and life is okay. Yes. And the army celebrates, and they were like, you know, this started out pretty tedious, but I actually really had fun doing it, so let me know if you ever need help again. And it's really cute and sweet, and I'm like, oh, what nice volunteers. Mm-hmm. Oh, please go home. <laughs> um, Hotshot, he's then announces to them that he's been working hard behind the scenes to create the dictionary mascot character, which is Mm. apparently very necessary to this whole process. Mm. And it's the same little dictionary guys we see in the dictionary corner throughout the episodes. And he's got a little keychain of it. And everyone's like, that's really cute. And you're great. (laughs) And then the episode kind of ends with a shot of Elder Ward Smith and his wife in a picture frame. Which can only mean one thing. It can only mean one thing. <laughs> He's a goner. Absolutely. And then the end bumper made me cry because it's when Granny's still alive and it's just her and her granddaughter and Bookworm taking a family photo with the cat and I cried a lot because they were like... No, absolutely. Very much so. It was very upsetting. Why would they do that? Yeah, I was like, Granny's been dead for four episodes. Why would you do this to me? <laughs> so, and that's the end of episode 10 and you're like, well, I handled that so I'm sure I can handle the rest. So what happens to episode 11, Richard? Let me just start off by saying, like, I have loved The Great Passage so much, and I think that it ended on a great note. I'll just (laughs) preface with that. It did. Um, It did. So uh, we start off episode 11 with the very much anticipated moment. The book boat is finally printing in a printing press. It's very exciting. Um, It is. Yeah. And it's warm. They uh, come across the entry for the word light, and Book Dad talks about, like, oh, the dictionary is going to be a guiding light for all its readers, and it's going to be great. And they're very, like, very excited about the impact that their book is going to have, which is awesome. Um, then Book Dad and Bookworm go to visit Elder Wordsmith, and they visit him in his nice country home that's like a train ride away, it seems. Um, Elder Wordsmith seems, like, pretty homebound at this point. It looks like he can't leave bed too much. Um, and yeah. so they've come to like show him the advanced copy of the book boat, which they finally have printed. Um, so they all sit in the living room and Elder Wordsmith's wife helps him in and sits him down. 
and Dad and Worm show him an advanced copy of the dictionary, and everyone's very, very excited. So they all sit down in the living room, and Elder Wordsmith helps him down, and Dad shows him a copy of the dictionary. Um, Elder Wordsmith is, like, super happy about this, <laughs> um, but he then, he, like, takes a moment to, like, talk about how dictionary work is never truly done, and how they still have much more work to do for, like, the next revision that's going to come yep. up. <laughs> it never ends. That made me kind of sad. <laughs> um, then, suddenly, he looks up and he's like, you know what? Let's go look at my garden. <laughs> so they take a trip out to Elder Wordsmith's garden, and it's very nice. Elder Wordsmith starts talking about the circle of life and how he is so comforted by the fact that even though old things die, new things are born, and they carry on the work of the old things. Um, and it's a nice metaphor, and I'm like, okay, so this is him sort of passing on the torch to his <laughs> children. Um, then they, they also spend like a bit of time talking about like um, why Japanese dictionaries aren't publicly funded, yeah. which is like an interesting discussion. Um, it's weird because I usually think of things that are publicly funded as impartial. Yeah. Um, but they, they talk about how the, the government could play a, uh, like in, a role in making the dictionary more nationalist or right, more, more propaganda-y. Um, yeah, like, yeah, more propaganda-y. And so that's an interesting discussion. It sort of puts a lot of faith into the individuals who make dictionaries. Um, in any case, Elder Wordsmith starts <laughs> coughing because he was talking too much about dictionaries and he just got too gosh darn excited. <laughs> and um, Dad and Worm are like, okay, we've got you too riled up. We're putting too much, we're too much of an imposition on you. We're going to leave right now. Um, but Elder Wordsmith <laughs> says, well... I really need to tell you guys something. They found cancer in my esophagus. And we're done. At this point, I I knew that he was sick, Kelly. We <laughs> all knew that he was sick. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it did not stop me from being really upset by this news. I mean, he says it so matter-of-factly. He's like, oh, by the way, I have cancer in my throat. Just beachy tufts. Yeah, like, he was so matter-of-fact about it and just had already accepted it. And it's like, oh. God kill me ah uh, so book dad and bookworm are waiting for the train and dad starts talking about how he can't believe this is all happening and he's starting to lose sight for what what's the point of it all why are they making a dictionary um but bookworm's like hey this dictionary helped me find a purpose for my life i hope that this dictionary will help other people find mm -hmm. uh, guide them through their issues and through what they're struggling with and uh Book Dad gets really excited and heartened and he slaps Bookworm because everyone does that because Bookworm's a smart boy. <laughs> um, and that's how they show their affection. And it's very exciting and encouraging. Like, yeah, let's do this. In the next scene, well, in the next scene, it's a book short with yeah. Kai. Uh, he's evolving into his final form, <laughs> the dictionary boy. Um, it's very exciting. Is it? No one cares yeah. about Dictionary Corner. <laughs> No one cares about Dictionary Boy. I cared a lot about him more when I realized that he would be canonical. Like, yeah, in that's true. That was very exciting. Um, so in the next next scene, uh, Chef Payne and uh, Bookworm are walking together and spending time with each yeah. other, which like I guess has been like the first time in like 13 years, I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Chef Payne's like, hey, we should go for like a flower watching tour soon and like relax and just take our time. And Bookworm's like, that sounds great. We'll definitely do that. Um, in, like, the same scene, we also get to check in with Hotshot, who has, indeed, two children. This scene saved my life. Yeah, no, absolutely. I needed to know. I had to pause to cry, and I, like, screenshotted multiple frames of it because this scene saved my life. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I was so worried that lady friend was gone. Mm-hmm. But no, she's a mom and they're all a big happy family and he's a great dad. Yeah, he's like, hello, princesses. Let me carry you away from your demon mother. And her <laughs> the mom's like, hotshot, shut up. And it's so cute. <laughs> it's so cute. It kills me. Yes. And they saved anime, this family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Um... Then after that, we uh, go back to the office and uh, Book Nanny reports that the last printing of Book Boat has finally finished. Oh. Everyone's talking about what a relief it's been and how they're so glad it's finally over. And it's great and we're all very happy and nothing could go wrong with this anime. <laughs> um, then Bookworm gets a phone call <laughs> and who is it? It is Elder Wordsmith's wife. And we find out that Elder Wordsmith has finally passed away. Yep. Just and, right with uh, that. Everyone is very shocked. Right at that moment. Right at that moment. Kelly. <laughs> um, so the next scene is rough. Uh, we cut to Hotshot getting the text from Bookworm saying that this has happened. Um, yeah. And he's reading it, and he, as he's reading it, like a bunch of PR bros show up, and they're like, hey, you ready for the big meeting, Hotshot? And... Uh, even though he's, like, very clearly in pain, like, Hotshot, like, sort of slaps himself in the face, pulls himself together, and, like, leads this incredible meeting on marketing for the Great right. Passage. And he gives, like, and he's, like, clearly, like, I'm not going to, like, let, I'm going to keep fighting for this cause that Elder Wordsmith fought for, like, for so long, and, like, honor him in that way. And so that was very moving to me. Um, Hotshot is such a good he, boy. He's a great boy. He's a great character. Like, normally I, I thought he was just going to be, like, some kind of slapstick character. No. But no, he's been only important the whole time. Uh, and he gives, like, Elder Wordsmith's whole speech about, like, how dictionaries bring people together and make a world a better place. It's clear that he took that to heart. Yeah. And, like, that Elder Wordsmith made a big impact on him. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about the next scene. Crud. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> well, so we see Chef Payne preparing dinner. Bookworm is out on the balcony. Oh my god, don't even. Like, okay. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. Shepard calls him over and she's like, hey, it's time for dinner. And he doesn't respond. And so she walks over to him. Uh, she gives him a warm smile and he smiles back. <laughs> uh, and then Bookworm looks out over the city and you can see on his face, um, like his smile, like really slowly turn into like a really upset face and like his heart is clearly breaking. And he says... I couldn't make it. And he just starts crying a lot because he couldn't show the final copy of the dictionary to Elder Words. This, okay, I have never seen an anime convey that, like, I don't want to cry, I don't want to cry, and I'm crying face so yeah. well <laughs> on, like, a grown adult, and it, like, destroyed me. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Oh, my God, it was painful to watch. I was uh, re-watching the episode to, like, get my notes for it, and uh, I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to cry this time because I already saw it. And then I just, like, cried even more the second time because I knew what was happening. And it was bad. It's bad. Um, so the next day, the book family is all gathered in the office, and they're looking over the first finished copies of Book Boat, and it's very exciting. Um, they all congratulate each other. They finally f- finish this huge project and thinking about the hard work that they've done. And they all decide to go back to a fancy restaurant to celebrate. Bookworm decides to hang back because he says he needs to organize some stuff. And um, Fashion Passion's like, why? I can easily organize that for you. But Book Nanny's like, listen, he clearly wants time by himself. Yeah. Let's go. Come on. Uh, and Book Nanny's nice. Um, but also Fashion Passion is nice and I really like her. Um, 
So Bookworm is organizing some stuff, and who should arrive but his dear old friend Hotshot, who's just stopping by the office. The two of them reminisce about that one time when they discussed the meaning of the word Saigil and how uh, Elder Wordsmith talked about they, how they made a great team, how they worked together really well, um, and how they just complement each other and they like make a great team. And like for just a moment, they're both 13 years younger yeah. and they're like oh wearing God. their old clothes. And they're standing in a sea of words and they're remembering the good old days when 13 years ago they started working on this project. That was so and well done in a moment, animation-wise. It was where so it, like, well, it was really subtle. Oh my god. Where if you weren't watching the screen, you wouldn't realize the full impact of it because it's the visual of like their faces slowly de-aging and it's just like, I want to die. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely. I almost didn't catch it, but then oh I had to rewatch god. it again because I was like, wait, hold on. It killed me. And then Hotshot claps him on the back and they're brought back to the present. And he's like, we still have so much work to do, you realize. And Bookworm's like, yeah, okay, we know. We, we're, we're, it's great that we're going to dedicate our lives to this. <laughs> Um, and then they go to dinner one last time. Well, not one last time. What am I saying? Of course it's not one last time. One last time in the anime, they go to dinner. Um, and then we have the credits. And during the credits, we get to see the book boat launch party. Yeah. Uh, it's a really big affair. Yeah. Like, they have a huge rented space and just, like, banners and everything. Everyone is dressed, like, super fancy. Bookworm gives a really nice speech that everyone loves. And then, uh, afterwards, Bookworm is approached by, I think it's Bookdown, but I'm not positive. I'm, I think it is, but I'm not sure. Um, and he has a letter from Elder Wordsmith. He rushes outside to read it. Um, and Elder Wordsmith writes to, it looks as though it's the entire, um, the, the dictionary family that he's sorry he wasn't able to make it to the end of the project, but he was so happy to see that everyone was working so well together and that Bookworm became such an amazing editor. And uh, he says, you guys inspired me to keep going. And by the end of my life, I could clearly see that the book was going to be a success. Uh, he could visualize how amazing it was going to be. And so while we're reading this message, we get a little montage of Bookworm and Champagne going on their flower viewing walk for getting a moment of rest from the big project and it's really sweet and that's the end of the show it's so cute i want to add one little thing that during the launch party there's like a little shrine place for elder wordsmith and i thought that was really sweet that they like visit and then they have them honored there at the launch party and i was like Mm -hmm. really upset um but all right final verdicts richard 10 out of friggin 10 i loved this show I think I would give it a 7 mm. out of 10 because it was a little slow sure. at parts, but mm. I loved it. Um, but it's definitely not for anyone, everyone, because, like, nothing yeah. happens um, except that they make a dictionary. <laughs> but I don't know. It, it it kept to its core and it really the, – the scene with Hotshot and him at the in the final episode where they kind of de-age and they talk about, like, how they work well together really just cements the whole theme of the show, which is that it's just – about two people being able to bridge that communication mm-hmm. gap because of like a shared passion and like how words help us mm-hmm. to do those things. Mm-hmm. And it's like how even the most unlikeliest of friends can happen because like they're very different people and yet look at what th- they're so close. It's 14 years. They didn't even work in the same department for longer mm-hmm. than six months, mm-hmm. but like, mm-hmm. oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> Just the lasting impact kills no. me. Yeah, definitely. I loved it. I, uh, I'm definitely going to agree with you on that 7 out of 10. I'm going to give it that 2 because I feel like it was it was very much like um, a not... It wasn't out... It didn't do much innovative stuff. Like, it was very, like, traditional mm-hmm. and, uh, like, 
I, I knew kind of what the trajectory of the show was going to be from the beginning, and I was correct about that. Um, but it was very solid, mm-hmm. which is why I was happy about it. Like, a lot of stuff happened yeah. that was unexpected that was nice, but not like... They didn't have, like, oh, no, the the the... Like, aliens are attacking, or, like, there's an evil company. Like, the conflicts were, like, realistic, which I found enjoyable. Yeah. I always give anime props when it's an actually, like, mature, realistic mm. show, and it doesn't mm. diverge from that or fall into dumb slapstick or weird mm. fan service. Like, this show knew what its tone was and kept to it and made it consistent the mm-hmm. entire Definitely. time. Definitely. Which Absolutely. was really nice. And I just really like watching animes about adults. Yeah. <laughs> we should happen more often. We need to do that more. Absolutely. Yeah. As a species. Um, I One thing that I kind of wish we got to see was that I kind of wanted to see the dictionary getting used by people and see mm. like the impact that it had on its readers. Because the whole show we're talking about how this dictionary is going to be great. It's going to bridge gaps. It's going to bring people together. Um, and we see right. that happen with the staff. But, like, that's not what the dictionary... I mean, like, I mean... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can say whether yeah. or not that's what it's supposed to do, but, like, it's intended... But we never actually get to see it used for its intended purpose, which, like, I kind of want to see it to, like, right. vindicate everything that we talked about. But otherwise, I feel kind of like, oh, what if it was a horrible, like, failure? Like, what if it had terrible <laughs> sales? <laughs> One thing I wish we could have seen was more of Hotshot and Lady Friend interacting, like, in the oh. PR department. Mm-hmm. Because we get clips of them even later on um, after we confirm she's still around that, like, they're in the same meetings. But we never get to see them, like, interact, interact. Mm. And, like, I wish I could have seen that because I really like their chemistry. Mm, definitely. Um, seeing Bookworm and Chef Payne go on a date before getting married would have been nice, too. <laughs> I guess they went on their Ferris wheel time before they, like, confessed that they liked each other. But, like... <laughs> I don't know. No, I completely agree. There felt like there was no... They didn't have that much chemistry. No. I kind of wish that Hotshot was the main character. He's more gripping to me. But I understand why Bookworm needed to be the main character. Yeah, But I just love Hotshot so much. Definitely. I also love him very, very much. He's a good boy. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that's a sign of a good anime. Where, like, you're left, like, not feeling unsatisfied, but you're certainly left wanting more. I want more. Right. Second season. Second season. They the write... dictionary needs to be revised. <laughs> Six more years down the drain. <laughs> we also got to see Sample Boy briefly. Oh, yeah, that's right. With Fashion Passion, and that was cute. Because mm-hmm. I do love Sample Boy. Me too. Sample Boy was so passionate about his book pages, his paper. I love it. I love weird passions. Mm-hmm. So good. All right. Should we move on to Rex? Oh, yes. Rex, 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 Rex. Let Let's me... go to the rec room. To the rec room, everybody. Woo. Um, Woo. So I have a non-traditional rec this week. Not that I've ever Ooh. given a traditional rec ever in my whole life. You've probably seen this, Kelly. It was circulating around like maybe a month ago. So I'm basically really late on the bandwagon. But um, SpongeBob anime opening is what I'm going to recommend to everyone. <laughs> Okay, Uh, why? So it's on YouTube, and someone took, like, the Spongebob characters and reimagined them in beautiful anime form, and they grabbed, like, a really intense J-pop, J-rocky sort of song and put it, like, on top of this really intense, beautifully animated, like, opening for a hypothetical Spongebob animation where Squidward gets controlled by 
plankton and goes on a murderous rampage. Uh, Content warning for lots of gore, just so you know. Oh, my God. Okay, maybe I will watch it. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was it. just going to be one of those dumb meme mashups of like like Corey in the house with Evangelion. Oh my god, I love that so much. <laughs> no, I love it too, but it's dumb. Yes. Um, my wreck of the week is for more of a feels journey. Um, it is an animated short film, though short is kind of a stretch because it's 20 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's called Here's the Plan. And, oh, I uh, saw that. Yeah, yeah. So it's a CG animated thing about this cat and this corgi who are a married couple who are very in love. And they have this whole plan that they're going to get married and then they're going to like open up a bakery and be really cute. Um, But life keeps getting in the way and they keep having to delay their dreams and Mm. then like they kind of fall apart. And so that's what the thing is about. And it's really sweet and really upsetting and really good. So I recommend it. Oh, man. It's good. So there'll be a link below. Okay, um, but yeah, so I think we have some people to thank. We got a couple people to thank. First of all, we want to thank the Fat Rat for letting us use their song Prelude as our theme song. Check out their YouTube page at the link in our description. You can also find us, being Kelly and Richard, at our website animatetheworldcast.wordpress.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play Music. Also, if you ever want to send anything our way, you can email us at animatetheworldcast at gmail.com. Woo! Woo! And how should we leave them today, Richard? Um, I want everyone who's listening to go write a dictionary. Yeah, right now. Mm-hmm. Just spend right your now. time. Really... Also, make sure that Richard and or me never touch a piece of technology again. Absolutely. It'll always cursed. It'll <laughs> crumble to dust in our fingers. Yep. Mm. Just like your ears are now. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.